Hey friend, hey, my name is Martina Lindo, a multi-passionate creative who is convinced we can all live the life of our dreams. I'm a brand strategist, writer, storyteller, wife, mom, and wearer of many hats. And I believe everyone is uniquely positioned to use their voice to impact the world, no matter how big or small. And I'm challenging you to stop playing small and bet on yourself. Think of this podcast as being one of those deep and refreshing conversations you have with your best friend. You know the one all about the things you wish you could do, but not knowing where or how to start. Where you imagine achieving your wildest dreams and desires without ever compromising joy. If there's something that will help you build a life you love, we're talking about it on this show. Welcome to Creatives in Bloom. It's time to explore your creativity, discover your passion, pursue your purpose as a creative in bloom. Hello, friends. It's me. I'm back. How many times have we done that, guys? Let's let's count. It's, I think we're running on like four or five at this point. But you understand that on this platform, we are all about giving each other grace So yes, I am back again. It's me, Martina Lindo, and we are back at Creatives in Bloom. I hope you guys are feeling wonderful, great, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do because I have a lot to catch y'all up on. The last time we had an episode, I one was not on camera. How you guys like this? Don't I look cute? Yes, I know. Um, But... The last time, the last episode, I was giving y'all my birth story, recapping all of that. And it was just like, as traumatic as that experience was, I was like, there's no way some life is going to start lifing again. And literally two weeks after that episode was filmed, my husband broke his ankle. And so he was down for, that was November that he broke his ankle and I had Namia in August. And so I was solo parenting three people because he became a baby at that point. And it was a lot. It was a lot. So everything was canceled. No podcast, no business, no nothing. We were just trying to survive. Um, it was giving really, really, really deep in survival mode. But we praise God because we're here. We're back. And I'm very excited for this new year. I feel... Like there is an energy in the creative space right now that I just love that we've been missing since before the pandemic started. People during the pandemic, everybody was just like trying to keep up, trying to take advantage of the opportunity that came with everybody being at home and being super engaged. Right. Everybody was always on their phone. So we were all trying to find ways to connect. And because we couldn't go outside We had to do it online. And so what happened for me, I think, well, not for me, what happened I saw in the creative space was everybody just started to blend in. We were all doing the same thing. Everybody was lip syncing to the same songs, all the things. And so there was an extreme loss of authenticity and individuality that I think personally happened on the internet space. And so today I really just want to talk about why it's important for us to be grounded in who we are and why we do the things that we're doing. And so I am venturing out. Y'all know I'm a do-it-yourself girly. 
But in bringing back this podcast, I have partnered with my good, good friend who has launched her business, uh, Vision to Life Agency. And so we are producing this podcast now. Yes, there are lights in front of me. There's a camera in front of me. And y'all know that is not me, but I'm trying to lean into it because I understand with elevation, there comes adaptation. And so you got to adapt to what is happening so that you can stay relevant. But also, y'all know I'm going to stay true to myself as much as I can in this process. So with all of that said, in trying to come back alive, I realized that Y'all haven't really gotten to know me as much as I need to invite you into my world on this podcast, on this platform. So today I recently created a reel on Instagram. Um, I did 10 things that I know now at 32 that I wish I knew at 22. And I figured that would be a perfect way to segue back into this to kind of give you more of my background, more of my story, more of my why. Um, and also y'all know if you've been rocking with me since 2018, y'all know I don't like to talk about myself. It's not, I just, no, it's not giving. And only because I just feel like I would rather enjoy hearing about people, which is why we're here, right? We started to hear about creatives, their stories, their journeys, why they do the things they do and why they're good at it. So all that said, I'm gonna give y'all the 10 things that I know at 32 years old that I wish I had told my 22 year old self. And in sharing these things, I really want to emphasize the importance of being grounded again in the person that you are at every stage of your journey. And because I realized like one of the things that was really holding me back from creativity was constantly watching what everybody else was doing. And not because I didn't think what I had to offer was valuable, But because you are trying to stay relevant, you're trying to keep up with the timeline, you're trying to keep up with what is going to make it things pop off, you lose that sense of individuality and authenticity that comes with the newness of starting something that I think a lot of creators lose in parts of their journey. And, you know, it happens for a various amount of reasons. So here's number one. You're going to change and that's okay. And I started with this because I think after I had Nation, I was still able to kind of, you know, move through the world like Martina without kids. But then when I had Namiya, I was now a mother of two and I was still trying to move like Martina without kids. And so there was this constant resistance that I was dealing with because I was trying to keep up with how I was always used to moving And I couldn't do that anymore because I got two other people to take care of, two other schedules to contend with, two other people's needs that I had to prioritize over my own because they can't take care of themselves. Right. And so I was constantly battling with myself about trying to show up as a person that didn't have kids. And that's not to say I wasn't taking care of them, but mentally I was still trying to hustle grind make moves in a way that now was at odds with the life that I now have and so I think a lot of my ability to move forward was stagnated by my own self-sabotage in a way because I'm like trying to show up as old me but new me is like hey girl I'm here to stay um so in terms of really just 
embracing change and being okay with adapting, I'm giving myself the grace. And I, you know what? I don't like to be that person that's always annoyed with things, but I just got tired of always hearing everybody say, give yourself grace, give yourself grace. Cause it felt like a cop out to just not doing what you're supposed to do. It felt like a reason. Oh, well, because I'm going through this, I can't know. It's still possible. You just have to be dedicated and grounded and resolved to show up. Right. And I know everybody has their own. Their own things that hold them back. We all got to work through our own demons, as they call it. But if we allow ourselves to really be reflective, which is what I did in this process, um, it, it will allow you to just move all of those mental obstacles out of the way so that you can show up, so that you can overcome and do the things that you want to do in this new season of life as the new person that you're going to show up as. I think that makes sense. So I'm going to move on. Uh, Number two is develop discipline. Um, Growing up, I was a pastor's kid. And I realize now I really don't talk about this as much as I should, because it was a really big part of one, the formation of my identity and two, the way that I operate as a person because when you are a pastor's kid if you know like you get thrown into leadership roles at two years old like they want you to lead the usher board they want you to collect offering like I grew up in a very small church when I was younger and then as the church grew I grew with it right um but for a long time I was always in charge of something I was always trying to come up with this or doing things for other people. So leadership has always been a big part of my upbringing. And it also became a big part of my identity. And so I always kind of looked at things in life with that lens. But now, or when I went to college, I wasn't in any leadership roles, by the way, right? So I found myself having to reconnect with my identity. But the discipline that I got through leadership, through having to always prepare a Bible study for youth group, like just the little things that I had to do that taught me those little disciplines helped translate into my adult life now. But there were a lot of things that I didn't learn. And we're going to keep talking about that in a minute. But that lack of discipline in those areas started to show up in ways that were causing me to regress and causing me to like start to doubt what I was supposed to do, who I was supposed to become. And so in trying to develop discipline now and also trying to teach other two little people how to also develop discipline, I'm learning again, you just got to give yourself grace because you just don't know what you don't know. And in thinking about my parents and, you know, they were immigrants from Jamaica and they came here with the hope to give us a better life, to give us new opportunities, right? And there were just a lot of things that they didn't know. And in them trying to teach us the way forward, they kind of set us back in a lot of ways with things that they didn't know. And also in the lack of discipline they had in some things. So that's a very long way to say in developing discipline, you have to recognize that there is a void or a gap in your development that needs to be addressed. Because I feel like if you're going to be able to move to the next level, it requires another version of you that is totally focused 
and not being hindered by the old version of yourself. And that takes self-awareness. And if you're not aware of where you're lacking, then you can't pick up the slack or you can't make adjustments. Um, so yes, that's developing discipline and just holding myself accountable to things that I say I'm going to do like something as simple as that, like just showing up. And that's part of why I'm sitting here right now is trying to hold myself accountable, trying to ease myself into creativity in a way that is not at odds with my lifestyle. And again, going back to the first point is you got to adapt or you're going to break. Simple as that. Number three, time is your most valuable asset. I have wasted a lot of time. And I know a lot of y'all waste a lot of time. And when you think about it, if you think about how much time you spend scrolling on your phone on a day-to-day basis, like you could be doing so many more. And obviously, you know, you need time to rest. That's the bonus one, but we'll get to that. Um, you, we, we have to value our time because you can make back money. You can re-engage with other things, but you cannot get back time. Simple. And so now I'm really trying to just be diligent and steward it in a way that is going to allow me to push forward and not to constantly be like scrambling all the time or feeling like, oh my God, what did I get done today? And it's just about managing yourself, disciplining your mind to just focus on what needs to be done. Number four, this is my favorite one. Save your money, save it. Stop spending it all them things. When I, let me tell y'all something. In 2022 or 21, we did our taxes and we had to add up. Like that was the first year I was actually going to like put my business on my tax return. So, you know, you got to go through all of the bank statements and highlight all the different categories, whatever. Y'all, when I added it up, we spent $1,500 on Chick-fil-A. $1,500. And I'm just like, wow, what could I have done with that money? And when I think about it again, when my parents immigrated here to the U.S., they were focused on keeping a roof over our head and giving us new opportunities for better education, more access. But they didn't teach me nothing about credit. They didn't teach me nothing about saving. They didn't teach me about 401k. They didn't teach me nothing in regards to any of those things. So I entered the world, you know, starting to make money. I got my first credit card at Dillard's. And the lady was like, oh, you can get $300 today if you do this. And my little 19-year-old self was like, oh, my God, you're going to give me $1,300? So I take this credit card and spend the whole thing in that one sitting. And then they send me a statement like, oh, pay $25. I was like, oh, I'll do that later. Later never came. And it's because I just didn't have any understanding of what that meant. And so foundationally, again, it's just like the things that we need in our life, we don't always get them. But as you grow and you learn, it's on you now to course correct. Because I can't say it's on my parents that I've squandered money at 30 years old. Right. It's that's on me. So I'm learning now to be a better steward of money. And last year in particular, I made a lot of money and I didn't realize how much money I made till I did my taxes, but I don't have anything to show for it because I didn't know how to manage it. And so that's something that I'm learning and I, I'll take my L, but moving into this year, we're going to do better. Um, number five, this one's going to hurt some people's feelings and I'm okay with that, but we got to stop taking advice from people that we would not necessarily switch places with. 
And I mean that with love and I mean that with grace. But some people trying to tell me how to build a six figure business or scale it to seven figures who can't even make twenty five dollars an hour. I don't think I need to take advice from you where business is concerned. And I say that respectfully. However, that doesn't mean that person doesn't have anything of value to offer or can't lead me in a better direction or can offer something to my life. But when it comes to needing specific, oh, that was hard. I got it out. When you need specific advice on things that are very niche or very, that are going to play a huge and pivotal role in you making it to the next level in whatever it is, seek out people who have actually been there, who have been able to overcome the obstacles that can come with it. And so that you don't waste time learning mistakes if somebody else has already figured it out. So just be intentional about your circle, about who you let in your ear or about who you share your ideas with, because that's another thing. It's like people with small vision won't see your big vision if you're sharing it with them. They're going to try to make you feel small. I have a perfect example of this. In 2019 or 2018, when I started this podcast, I was doing video, right? I set it up in my little apartment. I had the little backdrop and everything. Nobody was really doing video back then. But I was like, oh, this is cute. And the whole thing was blooming. I was like, I know that this is like a, a audio platform, but I'll conform so that I can, you know, have a little fun with the brand. The person told me, oh, this is a podcast. We don't do video. I was excited to hear that because I really didn't want to be on camera, but I thought it would be, you know, something good. Now, five years later, everybody and their mama on video on the podcast. And now I'm playing catch up when if I had stuck to the course, I could have had a catalog of videos from years ago. I could have been trend setting in some of these areas. Right. But I say that to say, like, if you are not tunnel vision focused on what you know to be true, you can allow other people with a small vision to speak life or to speak death over the vision that God has given you. So just be intentional about your circle and those things, those people and things that come with it. I don't remember what number I'm at. I think this is six. I think I'm going to go with six. So number six, no is a full sentence. Yes, no. Mm -hmm. Practice it. Just say no, no. And one of the things that I took away from like with ministry life is being a people pleaser. You got to say yes to everything. You're a servant, so you got to do it. And in my adult life, creating those boundaries and allowing myself to be like, actually, I'm not available or not feeling like I have to over explain. That's the part. Like I would try to say no, but give them all the reasons why. But in this era, in this era, I have let it go. I'm not I'm not explaining. It's just no. And if that makes you uncomfortable, well, baby, I don't know what to say. Number seven, boundaries are meant to be enforced. They're not a recommendation. They're a directive. And by that, I mean, if you set a boundary for yourself, for your family, for whatever, don't allow people and their circumstances to come in and dictate what you're going to do next. It is not your responsibility to make people feel comfortable. It is your responsibility to nurture yourself so that you can show up as your best self. And I'm going to leave that as that. Number eight, make time for people that make time for you. 
I think that the best thing that has come out of my 30s so far are the relationships that I am nurturing and the friendships that I am fostering that the new ones that came very unexpectedly. And I think that we spend a lot of time like seeking out new a lot and we often neglect the ones that are there or in reverse we spend a lot of time with the ones that are there that might not be pouring back in and neglect the ones that are new because well they just got here or and I think we just need to be intentional about recognizing who is making the most impact in my life and I am I reciprocating that am I showing up for them in the way that they've been showing up for me and that's not to say that we should play tick for tat or only focus on how am I helping you and how are you helping me? But because we can't waste time and because we need to be intentional about relationships, I think it's important to really look at our circle and nurture it in a way that helps everybody to elevate. Number nine, we're almost there. The most important relationship that you will ever have is the one with yourself. And I'm going to sit with this one for a minute because I didn't realize how much I have neglected myself over the last few years, especially entering into motherhood. And I always talk about like not using my motherhood as a crutch or as a reason to not get things done. Um, I think a lot of women, when they enter motherhood, we all go through this in some way, lose a lot of our identity, right? And we go through phases and seasons where we come back to ourselves. And I watched that with a lot of people that I know. And coming into motherhood, I think I was a little bit more, I think I was a little bit more discerning or like it was just more top of mind. I was very intentional about really not losing myself in motherhood, but I think I went like way too far this way. And so I almost felt detached from my kids at some times. Like they're here and I'm over here. And so like I play the role as their mom and then I turn it off. And now in a season, like I'm trying to just get back to me, like being grounded in me and me embracing motherhood as part of my identity and not something that I opposite of most people I just kind of like put it over here in a bucket and then picked it up when it when it needed that version of me but instead trying to like recommit to being whole and I don't know what that's going to look like it's something new um I keep being told that I need to go to therapy so I'm gonna try that um y'all know I'm I like to be in control of things so I don't know I well, we're going to give it a try. We are. I'm going to I'm going to commit to finding one and sticking to it. Uh, number 10. This one is important. Rest is not a luxury. And I want to end on this one specifically because at, especially for creatives and content creators, we get very caught up in the hustle and the grind and the excitement of doing new things and creating and and producing but oftentimes that means especially if you have other responsibilities like when you have things stacked up um it's easy to let rest fall by the wayside um but it's not a luxury it's not something you earn it's something that your body needs to be able to create um i'm learning so much about the brain and 
the effects of lack of sleep and lack of nutrients and all the things. I'm re-entering my health journey for another time. You know, it's okay. We're just going to keep going until we get it. Um, but I'm learning that rest is a pivotal part of that. And so I have officially entered my perfect era is not waiting till it's perfect. I'm leaving that era behind me. I'm not going to overwork myself because that's what happens. I'm like, okay, I'll just stay up all night so I can get it done. And I have friends that will tell you, they will call me at any hour of the night and be certain that I'm awake because I've just, I'm willing to commit that much to doing things, to getting to a level of perfection, but I'm leaving that error behind me. Like we, we have to leave it in the past. Otherwise we're going to burn ourselves out to a point of uselessness. And that's what I don't want to start to try to show up. And then you just get a watered down version of me because I'm tired or because I didn't do what I needed to do to mentally prepare. And so now you're getting a version of me that's like lackluster and not fully present. Um, so rest is not a luxury, friends. Go sit down, take a nap. Um, and so as we enter into 2024, um, I really walked slowly into this year. Like at first I was like, oh, I'm going to be all gas, no break. Like I'm going to get it. I'm going to get Mm-mm. I got to recover from 2023. And so my new year begins on February 1st. Very excited for the new year. Uh, but, you know, as I'm trying to be reflective in January and really think about like, what's the best way for me to show up? What's going to look what's going to look like or what does success look like for me in this season? Um, I'm being very intentional about that because when I make goals this year, I don't want them to be attached to arbitrary things like, oh, I made this amount of dollars or I got this amount of likes or I had this opportunity. Like I want them to be connected to heart things. I want them to be connected to value things, things that leave an impact long beyond when I'm on this earth. So in closing, in celebration, in all the things, joy and jubilee for being back. I'm very excited about what this year is going to look like for creatives. There is a burst of coming back to self. Like I have been seeing people all over my timeline, just like coming back and they look happy. They look refreshed. They look like they're grounded in something more than just I'm trying to be seen. So come journey with me. We're going to do this. It's going to be fun. I have some exciting guests planned for this new season and I'm just looking forward to really exploring creativity in a way that focuses on impact and not all the other stuff that we've kind of attached to it. So thank you for joining me and I will see you next time.